Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Should we ask the University of Arkansas or should we ask any other of the 13 members of the SEC if they would like to loan us a little bit of money uh, after the SEC announced the distribution for 2021-22? It's right short, barely short, of $50 million dollars going to the 14 SEC institutions. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> it is. It is a lot what was the number today. last year? It was in the low 40s. And I guess think, where it's, yeah, it's going to be in two years. Not next year, but in two yeah. years when ESPN takes it all, it's going to be close to $80 million. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Just short of the Big Ten, right? <laughs> but the big 10 got a jump on it though yeah i guess it's probably gone up every year aside from the covid year i mean yeah but even in the covid year they supplemented with money i guess the sec must have had a bunch mm-hmm. of money in its coffers and they gave every school what 12 or 14 million dollars extra mm-hmm. yeah they're not the hurting. SEC, no, they do pretty well. <laughs> uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Injury Bug says, Trey, will I ever leave Arkansas athletics alone? It seems like I'm a factor in every sport. And, of course, the news today was Jackson Wiggins undergoing the Tommy John procedure. So... He is out for the year, yeah. and uh, boy, the, at the the timing of it, Rick, uh, I know that's a years long project that would make mm-hmm. him just about um, I don't Ready know mid April or I'm yeah. sorry mid February, yeah. a year from today. Which, geez, this year's gone. Yeah, yeah, happens fast. But while one goes down, Nick Smith Jr. comes back. So tell Injury Bug he can go away because. We got one coming back immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take some time off, injury bug. That's <laughs> right. Been hanging That's around right. way too much lately um, yeah. around all the athletic programs. But yeah, it, and Nick said on Instagram Live, he's, um, I, I guess he said he's going to play or going to try to play or going to play some uh, against yeah. Mississippi State. So I bet he does. Yeah, I bet he does too. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, you had Musselman saying it yesterday, and then Nick Smith following up on Instagram Live. So uh, feels like it's happening. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how how adding a whole new player impacts the the rhythm and all that kind of stuff. I, I can't imagine, you know, like we were saying yesterday that he's going to play more than like twelve minutes or something, uh, just to kind of get his feet under him and kind of get into a groove. But uh, <laughs> there's no bad way to spend Nick Smith coming back, <laughs> even if the chemistry 
uh, is off a little bit, I still think the net gain is going to be uh, pretty nice. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, are the football players, are they uh, working out early in the mornings? Is that what they're doing right now? I believe so. Um, I'm not. I, I, I'm not sure on the exact time, Rick. I just know that they're uh, they're in workouts right now. Just part of their winter training cycle. Usually runs eight weeks or so, uh, all total. And then, um, you know, it obviously already started, but um, and then leading up to to spring football. So I, 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 that's a good question. I need to get some maybe some clarification on on some of those things. Maybe I can talk to the strength coach. Yeah, because uh, and see how he's running things since he's yeah. a new guy, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking that. Man, when we got Sam Pittman, we had him for like 19 minutes the other day um, on National Signing Day. And, you know, usually I'm going to get in six, eight questions, something like that, but I'm only able to get two in. Uh, so felt like it went pretty quick. There was a lot of questions to ask. I feel like we got most of the important stuff done, but the, you know, nuanced stuff like what time they're working out and those things, I have to figure that out another time. Yeah, when spring practice starts, the other... it's over, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that probably be the next opportunity. Yeah, probably so. Probably, I think it's uh, going to be interesting, Trey, I think I'm on a little bit of a delay, Sorry, Randy. No, I think uh, Randy yeah, was going to let you, you finish are. your. He was going to uh, let you finish what you were I saying. I was thinking probably uh, March 8th, maybe the day before spring, um, maybe when we get our first opportunity. Well, what I was going to say, Trey, is it's going to be interesting once they finally get out there and allow the media. It's going to. I think it's going to be interesting to see all the defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they plan to fit together because, you know, they've said, well, one day I may be coaching the corners, next day I may be coaching the safeties. It'd be, I, th- I think it would be interesting to see how some of those dynamics play out. Well, yeah, and they're, I mean, personnel-wise too. I mean, we could see, absolutely see corners at safety and safeties at corner, different guys playing the nickel spot. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds of things like that could be shaken up a little bit. I wouldn't expect any dramatic position changes, but more – position shifts like safeties to nickel guards to to center tackles to guard those kinds of mm-hmm. things let's talk with uh, jonathan jonathan good afternoon you got a question or comment for trey yes i do and and also a comment for uh, rick as well going into kentucky and winning by 15 points uh, don't you think that that may give us maybe a bit of a false uh, feeling of security for these next three or four games? I mean, um, I think the past has shown that anybody, any team can beat any team on any given day. And if we go into these next three or four games thinking that because, hey, we went into Kentucky and beat them by 15 points, all of a sudden now we're world beaters. You know, mm-hmm. to me, that's just a false sense of security. And if we're not watching, we don't watch out, we're going to trip. And uh, any one of those teams could beat us. So I think Musk would have them up, but I'm just saying we need to watch for that. And also, uh, uh, for Rick, your man, Stephen A. Smith, and don't get me wrong, he's my man, too. I, hey, I love the guy. And uh, I, I, I hear him, and I think he's uh, 
although he 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 likes Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, but he as much as said it's going to be hard for them to beat the Eagles. I'll hang up and listen. Well. Uh, I did hear a little bit of that today. They're also, evidently, everybody in Phoenix thinks the Eagles are going to win. At least that's what they were saying on his show earlier today. So maybe he's getting that. Hey, the Eagles are probably a little bit better, but uh, if Mahomes is healthy, I'll take Kansas City. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City also. I just, I don't know. I don't see Jalen Hurts winning a Super Bowl. I don't know why. I just can't envision it. Um, I think Eric Musselman knows what he's doing. I, call me crazy. I, I think he's think he's figured it out <laughs> when it comes to motivation and and things like that and uh you know the, the Kentucky win I think was great for confidence I don't think based on their entire body of work understanding what it has taken to get to where they are chemistry wise and things like that I don't think that um that that's going to be a problem with them uh, getting getting overconfident although that happens in sports I mean Mm-hmm. I like to compare just about everything to golf. I mean, you start one day you go out there and you start hitting the ball well and you're playing well and everything. Then the next thing you know, you start see, speeding up your swing, you're confident, and then, you know, it's just it's hooks <laughs> all day long. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of stuff absolutely happens in sports. But, uh, you know, Musselman, as we've mentioned a few times, is 15-1 and one in the month of February, the last mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has got it figured out, and his teams have um, – you know, started slow out of the gate and had some big wins. And I don't think they've let, uh, you know, themselves get too overconfident. The bottom line is they they hustle like they hustled against Kentucky, then they're going to beat a lot of teams. Are they going to win the national championship? Probably not. But can they do some damage in the NCAA tournament again, especially with Nick Smith coming back? I think so. I think they can. The other thing is they've only lost once at Bud Walton, and uh, Bud Walton crowds usually inspire them even when they're not playing so well, and they've had some close calls here. But you're right, Trey. One thing they know is if you lose a home game, it undoes what you just did at Kentucky, and so you want to keep that going, and I think they understand that. They're only 6-5 and in the SEC. It's not like beating Kentucky made them 10-1. and Right, exactly. They're still, I mean, they're still – battling for the NCAA tournament. I mean, yes. things could take a turn and uh, they could be out, but they certainly helped themselves with the win at Kentucky. All right, gentlemen, let's talk with uh, Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, uh, I'll try to be brief. Uh, quickly, Trey, uh, a two-part question. One, Scott Fountain, uh, why is he still on staff? Uh, special teams have not been special. Yeah. And two, uh, is the list, or, uh, I hear the rumor that outside of the Fidel House, there is a, a small statue that says TMFB resided here, with MF <laughs> being my friend, obviously. Uh, but I just wanted you to, to touch on those two and uh, keep the Wait, wait. Around. Is that is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I was also, I was I wanted to ask him what kind of hot sauce. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think he was baiting you with the second part. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be baiting you with the first part too. <laughs> that was my Scott old stomping Fountain. grounds. I don't even remember what he said after the uh, the statue. He asked you about he asked you about <laughs> Scott Fountain. 
being on my confidence. Um, no, Scott Fountain's one of the best recruiters on the staff. I mean, he he is, and he catches a lot of flack because special teams haven't been special, just what he said. Uh, but he is a great recruiter. He really is. Um, special teams to me last year. I thought they were pretty solid overall. They started off a little rocky. They had the block punt against Georgia. Um, punting was just atrocious last year. I don't know why punting was so bad. I don't know if that's just Scott Fountain. He's a special teams coach. But, man, they just could not seem to to get it together. They had a few moments here and there. They had a punt return for a touchdown. Um, but overall, no, I wouldn't say special teams was – was special, but, you know, everybody works on – it's not just Scott Fountain working every single area of special teams. You know, Cody Kennedy's involved. Uh, Kenny Guyton's involved. They're all – you know, they've got special teams analysts also off-field. So there's a lot of people, and I know the buck stops with, with Scott Fountain, but there are a lot of components uh, that go into special teams. And, again, you can't underestimate how valuable he is on the staff as a recruiter. And when we see people who aren't on staff anymore, usually it's because they're not pulling their weight in recruiting. So very true. All right, let's talk with um, J.K. J.K., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, uh, Trey, uh, we know K.J.'s there in uh, uh, transfer from North Carolina. Have you heard of any more quarterbacks? Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have to go back, to, you know, into the 2025 class, but uh, Walker White is committed to Auburn. Um, I'm sure Arkansas will continue to recruit him. He seems pretty firm from what I can tell, but a lot can happen in the next eight months. Uh, so Walker White, um, well, more than eight months, but Walker White um, – would be the top quarterback in the class for 24. Malachi Singleton has also enrolled on campus. Malachi Singleton was a really big get uh, for Arkansas out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Four-star prospect, 6'1", 225, really thick build, a guy that can really run the ball. And I think, you know, they seem excited, even though everybody had always kind of said this guy's built for Kendall Browse's offense. I think they feel, seem real excited about what Dan Enos can bring. And the thing about Dan Enos's offense is it can cater more to the strengths of the quarterback. So um, whether you have a, you know, a dual threat type or you know just a straight drop back passer. Uh, so they've got four quarterbacks on campus, and you know right now that are on scholarship. Cade Fortin is also on scholarship. He went on this semester. So they've got four scholarship quarterbacks on campus. That's a that's a good enough number. That gives you three deep plus one, which is kind of the formula that I always go by that you need. Uh, next year, however, they're going to need to sign probably two more. And, you know, there's a few guys out there. Michael Hawkins was a guy that seemed ready to commit to Arkansas before Kendall Browse left. Um, that was kind of felt like Arkansas was kind of angled more towards Michael Hawkins under Kendall Bryles, and then when Dan Enos came in, it was it seemed like it was maybe more of a shift to, you know, Walker White. And not that they stopped recruiting Michael Hawkins either, but they need to bring in two next year, probably a transfer, because it's really hard to get two high-quality quarterbacks out of the high school ranks in one class. So I think that you could probably see a quarterback um, and then another transfer next year. But the roster right now is the numbers are good, and – you know, they weren't really last year. 
Let's talk with Stanley. Stanley, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, Trey, I just want to know, uh, I mean, can I ask you a basketball question? Sure. Okay. Did you see the game between Vandy and uh, Tennessee? No, I, I heard Vandy won on a buzzer beater, though. But, uh, I just Perfectly executed play. Well, it looked like to me that guy did not make that shot in time, though. Now, that's just me. Maybe I was looking, I mean, you know, seemed like that boy had lit up before he, before he let that ball go. They checked it out conclusively. He did shoot it before the yep. ball buzzer went, yes. Yes. Huh? Yeah, they checked it out conclusively. You watch replay, all that kind of stuff. Yes, he did release yeah. it before the shot clock, well, right, before the clock went off. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Now, Arkansas had a really close one too with uh, in the Kentucky game. Yeah, <laughs> if you... yeah, right. He released it right before it went from one to zero. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like one of those things. If you called it either way, <laughs> you know, then it, the call on the floor would stand. <laughs> he got it off, but uh, hey, even if he didn't make that one, that, at that point, you know, taking thirty seconds off the shot clock right. and They're you know getting a shot up, I was yeah. I was fine with it, even if he didn't. <laughs> Yep. At that point. Uh, this for you, Trey. DJ says, uh, maybe next year be the first year Muss has a solid number of returning players. The Twins, TB, uh, Devo, Walsh. Look out. This will help with figuring out his rotation sooner. Maybe. It'd be nice maybe. to get Devo and the Twins back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Devo's not going to get drafted, it, it, not after this year, no. but uh, but could after next year. So Devo, I can see him playing somewhere else. Devo has improved so much this year, oh, yeah. and just like letting the letting the game come to him, yep. and his three point shooting also, I think, has really improved yep. a lot now. Big time. He he, I, I think if he just continues to work on that, he's going to because his misses are like. A lot of times he has like what you would call again in golf would be a, like a bad miss, you know, versus a good miss, you know, like he had that air ball the other night, um, you know, but he has the talent, obviously. I mean, he he is showing that. So uh, I, I could see Devo kind of backdooring his way into the NBA one day, maybe not yeah. a draft guy, but a G League, Europe, maybe coming through like Patrick Beverly did or something like that where he started off overseas. Um, but as long as Debo keeps locking guys down and improving from three-point range, there's a lot of value in that. All right, Trey, we got to step aside. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey okay. Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.